2: Hello and welcome to the Circling the Bases podcast from NBC Sports Edge. This is our weekly MLB Power Rankings show where we'll break down my weekly MLB Power Rankings that go up on NBC Sports Edge every Tuesday. Uh, I'm Drew Silva. Joining me here and every week throughout the regular season is Janice Scurio. Welcome in, Janice. Full disclosure, we're uh, recording this episode on Tuesday morning. We usually record these on Monday nights, but Janice had tickets to Dodgers Cubs at Wrigley Field, which unfortunately uh, got rained out a little late in the evening for us to to change plans. Um, But I'll start the show by asking you, uh, maybe this is a lead in. What is one thing you're looking forward to around the baseball world? This week?
3: Yeah. So, uh, my thing that I'm looking forward to this week is that there's a little bit of a proximity bias as well as an immediacy bias uh, to what I picked. Uh, there are a handful of really great pitching matchups today, uh, but the one that I'm really looking forward to is uh, actually the rescheduled Dodgers Cubs matchup where uh, Clayton Kershaw is going to go up against Kyle Hendricks. Now, uh, I've always been a huge uh, Clayton Kershaw fan. I'm a big fan of lefty pitchers in general. Uh, So last Wednesday, he went seven innings, giving up four hits, no runs, eight strikeouts. Uh, He should be absolutely stellar uh, against a pretty light-hitting Cubs lineup. So really looking forward to that. Uh, I'm also looking forward to uh, Dylan Cease uh, pitching against Jeff Hoffman today. Uh, So he pitched his first complete game ever in his last start. Uh, so uh, yeah those are my my two two big matchups I'm looking forward to.
2: Are you going to go to that game this afternoon?
3: Yes. Okay, <laughs> sweet.
2: that good. I was wondering how that worked with like the seven inning double header thing if Oh wait, that's a split double header today, right? So it's like dual admission, I guess. So they kick I, people out after after the right. first
3: game. Yeah, I, I can't stick around for the second game anyway. So I'll I'll just be happy to uh, get my seven innings in and go, go the heck home.
2: I enjoy the seven inning doubleheader experience as a, like a TV viewer, but I would be pretty upset if I had tickets to a game and all of a sudden it's only seven, especially if you had like an all-inclusive area, (laughs) like I'm not going to get enough food and beers in seven innings.
3: That just means you're going to be more efficient. Uh, so you, you definitely have to make quotas for like every inning. Make
2: every sure. half inning, I think.
3: <laughs> yes, make sure you got your, your beer. Um, yeah, maybe like eat a hot dog every, for every strikeout, perhaps.
2: You'd be feeling great on the train ride home. <laughs> um, so if
3: yeah. I keeps it up, then maybe I will have eight hot dogs in my belly by the time I leave. Oh, no.
2: You have to work tonight. Be careful.
3: Uh, um, <laughs> yes, definitely do not want to go on any hot dog related injured lists.
2: That's right. I'm I'm looking forward to uh, the start of the minor leagues, which is actually today, I think, for most affiliates. That's right. Um, Yeah, Tuesday, May 4th. So it's been what, September 2019, since a lot of those teams had any kind of games, you know, not even just fanless games. Um. So that's exciting. It's cool. Like Spencer Torkelson was the number one overall pick by the Tigers in last year's draft. And we, you know, he played in, in the Grapefruit League this spring, did not do well, but he hasn't really played a, a real non-exhibition game. And like to actually get some box scores for like a Bobby Witt Jr. of the Royals, like the, the reports are that he's been tearing it up at their alternate training site. But, you know, it's like, who is he facing? Can we actually get a box score on that? Um, so I, I'm excited for that aspect of baseball to be back. And, you know, for those people to, to have jobs again, you know, they don't get paid for spring training, those minor league players and even just minor league staffers, people that work for those teams. It's, it's a good day for baseball, that that is all returning. guaranteed um before we continue here's a and get get into the rankings here's a special offer for our listeners use promo code bases 10 for 10 percent off any premium subscription for nbc sports edge plus it can be either monthly or annual and, and for any tier not only do you get access to the baseball season tools but your subscription also covers nba nhl and nfl content uh, so it's a great value and, and can help you out if you if you play just baseball or if you want to have your hand in all sports. Remember, that's promo code BASES10. You can go to NBCSportsEdge.com slash premium to get started. All right, Janice has to get to Wrigley, so uh, let's get to these rankings. We'll hit on all the teams in the top five and then discuss the three biggest risers and three biggest fallers from last week to this week. If If you want rankings and observations on all 30 teams, look for the column every Tuesday at NBC sports edge. It'll be up uh, late morning, early afternoon, usually. All right, let's, let's do this to the top five.
3: Absolutely. Uh, so looking at your rankings, I'm noticing that you've got for the most part, a little bit of a holding pattern here. Uh, there were certainly some risers which we'll get into that I found uh, particularly fascinating, uh, but to kick it off, uh, Again, in a holding pattern at number one, uh, you've got the Dodgers. Uh, so they have just lost Dustin May to Tommy John, unfortunately. Uh, so as of right now, I was kind of thinking of their depth. I know that David Price and uh, Tony Gonzalez are both injured at the moment. Uh, I did see that uh, Trevor Bauer was willing to uh, pitch on short rest. Uh, so yeah, very uh, valiant uh, effort for, for him stepping up. But otherwise, uh, yeah, things are looking a little, a little murky for the Dodgers right now.
2: Yeah, Bauer's going to start the second game of that doubleheader at, at Wrigley today. I thought they might go with a bullpen game, um, but he's he's expressed a willingness to to pitch on short rest, and you know he's kind of on a one year contract with those opt outs that are included in his deal, so they can they can push him kind of hard, and they might have to here over the next several weeks. Um, yeah, Dustin May that that's that's really disappointing. He had like really rounded into form. From a guy that just threw hard to a guy who was a more complete pitcher, a two seven four ERA, thirty five to six strikeout to walk ratio over his first twenty three innings, five starts this season. Um, yeah, the Dodgers almost got swept by the Brewers. Uh, I think they've lost seven of their last ten. If, if I'm correct in that, they they went off for sixteen runs on eighteen hits to avoid a four game sweep in Milwaukee on Sunday. They have the highest run differential of any. MLB team um, I just I don't know who I would put at number one to be honest Uh, I I think the Dodgers are still the best team in baseball certainly that depth has been tested though and we'll see going into next week if if they actually do drop out of that number one spot
3: and if they opt for another bullpen game soon that'll be three bullpen games in the past week uh, so uh, very interesting. So uh, we'll see if they continue to hold that number one spot. All right. So also at a holding pattern at number two are the San Diego Padres. Uh, they beat the Pirates 2-0 two, uh, on Monday. Uh, Mark Melanson has been uh, pretty fantastic for them. He's currently the saves leader. Uh, he's got 10 on the season. I believe he's the first uh, closer to double-digit saves so far. Yeah. Uh, uh, point, uh, 0.64 ERA uh Point four three whip I'm not so used to saying all of these low numbers that that's fantastic. like over 13 games uh but yeah let's let's hear your Padres reasoning
2: yeah I, I especially focusing in on Melanson I mean he was going really late in fantasy drafts this spring I don't think people expected the Padres to go with him because you looked at that bullpen before the season you're like all right Drew Pomeranz is probably the best Overall pitcher in that bullpen, maybe they want to use him in multiple innings. Emilio Pagan, there was talk towards the end of spring training that he might be the guy. Um, Keona Kella, who has experience closing with the Pirates, just a lot of talent in that bullpen. And for Melanson to who throws like you know 90, 91 miles per hour to emerge out of that mix as yeah, the the first closer to reach double digit saves is really impressive. He won NL reliever of the month honors in April. Has allowed just one run and fourteen total innings this year, like you mentioned. And then Fernando Tatis Jr. Um, he played in his 162nd career major league game on Saturday, um, so essentially a full season, and is the first player in MLB history to record 40 plus home runs and 30 plus stolen bases in those first 162 games of a career. Um, so you know he he is stepped up big time coming off that that really. Uh, scary and unfortunate shoulder injury to the point where he is um I mean he, the, the defense I think we talked about that last week I, I believe he leads all all the major league players in, in errors. Yeah. Um so that's kind of a concern. Uh but you know when you play that aggressive and you get to balls that most people don't get to you you tend to create a lot of errors because you because you put yourself in, in tricky situations to you know convert grounders or whatever into outs.
3: That's pretty much the same uh, problem Tim Anderson had. Uh, a lot of people dogged him for his defense, uh, and, yeah, he was just attempting really difficult plays. So, yeah, yeah I'm sure uh, Tatis is probably, yeah, doing the same thing.
2: Yeah, the error is a bit of an outdated stat, you know. I, I like to look more at, like, zone rating defensive runs saved, and Tatis is, is okay in that book.
3: So at number three, uh, you've got the Oakland A's, another holding pattern here. Um, so yeah, Ramon, Ramon Laureano uh, hit the go-ahead 2-2 run homer uh, in a 5-4 win. Uh, what day was that? Uh, I can't remember. But anyway, uh, he's hitting <laughs> 246. He's got plenty of steals, uh, lots of power. I'm sure he's making fantasy man- managers happy everywhere. Uh, but yeah, they've been a, a really fantastic uh, team.
2: Yeah, that was on Monday night, right? Against the, the Blue Jays. Um, yeah, this is throwing us off recording here on Tuesday morning. Get your, get your, get your coffee in, Janice.
3: Yeah, <laughs> it's almost gone, actually. So. Yeah, my,
2: my too. I had to refill right before we jumped on. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, several teams could probably stake a claim on this number three spot, or really the three to five spots are really like one through five. It's been that kind of year, um, not much separation in the standings, which is a good reminder that the baseball season is a marathon, not a sprint. We've got to sort of retrain our minds after last year. But, yeah, the A's beat the Blue Jays on Monday night. They're the first team to reach 18 wins. And you talked about Ramon Lariano, eight steals, which is tied with Mary Field for the Major League lead, also has six home runs. Um, on pace for 36 homers and 48 stolen bases, which, you know, pace stats are fun this time of year, not always meant to be taken too seriously a strange injury from the weekend which we can add to the sort of baseball lore of strange injuries jesus lazardo suffered a hairline fracture of his left pinky while playing Mm -hmm. a video game before his start saturday against the orioles apparently like banged it on a table Um,
3: what game was it minecraft i'm sure roblox yeah
2: I, i don't know i i'm i'm so out of touch with with the kids and the video games i maybe it was mlb the show Uh,
3: perhaps perhaps or or Skyrim perhaps I don't
2: know uh, it's been a while um but yeah so he made that start anyway against Baltimore allowed six runs three earned over three innings and a loss and now on the injured list with no timetable for a return he had not been off to a very good start this season and really the A's rotation as a whole has been kind of up and down which it's surprising that they they have the most wins in baseball right now but um, and really, like Matt Chapman has not re- really gotten it going yet. So again, I think this this A's team can can be better than they've been, which is surprising.
3: So at number four, uh, we talked about them a little bit earlier. Uh, they just took three out of four uh, from the Dodgers, uh, are the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, a big uh, boon for them is that Lorenzo Cain is now back uh, from uh, a stint on the injured list. And he actually went yard in his first at bat back yesterday, which was really cool to see. Uh, so I think, uh, yeah, that, uh, That outfield is going to be just back to uh, where it was. Um, Keston hero was just optioned. uh, He's definitely been slumping. Uh, So one interesting stat I looked up was that he has a 36% K rate. Uh, It's the fifth worst in baseball. Uh, So hopefully some time in the minors will uh, give him the ability to uh, strike out less.
2: Yeah, Christian Yelich returned on Monday night too. He's kind of had this lingering back thing and they they wanted to be cautious with it. And you know, they've done fine without Yelich and Kane, which is surprising. Like sometimes you look at that lineup on a night-to-night basis and you're like, this is the team that's you know in first place in the, in the National League Central. Um, but yeah, here, uh, I think it was just time for a demotion. With the minor league season starting too, he can face live competition and, and kind of get himself right. Was batting just 152 with, I don't know a four hundred something OPS. Maybe it was just above five hundred thirty-two strikeouts through twenty-six games, dating back to the start of two thousand twenty. Here has batted one ninety-six with a two eighty-four OBP over his last three hundred and thirty-five plate appearances. So,
3: he,
2: yeah, he was really an exciting player out of the gate with the power and the speed. And I don't know. I don't know what to think about him. I, I still think there's a lot of talent there. Um, you know, he he struggled really defensively at second base. They moved him to first base. That didn't like unlock anything offensively. So so I don't know. But the Brewers they got Corbin Burns and Adrian Hauser and Brandon Woodruff and Freddie Peralta, and that's 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 really what's driving that team right now.
3: Yeah, that's definitely been one heck of a rotation. Yep. All right. So at number five, uh, I've got a couple of questions for you on this one. <laughs> okay. <I> mean, <laughs> You've got your St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, So uh, Nolan Arenado on Saturday uh, did a lot of stuff. So he doubled, he tripled, uh, drove in three runs. Uh, So there was some concern that his April was uh, not super consistent. Um, Perhaps uh, being away from cores might have affected that, Um, but his numbers do seem to be getting better. So I wanted to know your thoughts about that.
2: Yeah. Arenado actually hit a three run homer. Not maybe you're, thinking of Tommy Edmonds triple. Um okay. yeah. I'm I'm the most pessimistic Cardinals fan. So for me to like give them this kind of bump from 16 last week to number five this week, um it's I don't know. I, I had some 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 internal conflict about it. Um but they've won five straight. Granted three of those wins were against the Pirates. Um but yeah the that, that Aronado's game-tying three-run homer on Monday night against the Mets made it five consecutive Cardinals game with a three-run homer. That's the longest such streak in franchise history, uh, and the first time any Major League Baseball team had had gone on such a streak since the Giants in 2000. And, I mean, Tyler O'Neal has, has a couple of those three-run homers. Harrison Bader has one. Those guys just both came back from the injured list, and that outfield's looking a, a whole lot better now with, Carlson, Bader, oneill That's kind of the design going into the year. And if those guys hit and they play defense, like Tyler O'Neill won a gold glove last year. Harrison Bader certainly has the, the elite center field skills to win a gold glove as well. Um, maybe this team can finally start to click. And the starting rotation wasn't very good early on, um, but it's been a whole lot better lately, I believe. Ten quality starts in their last 15 appearances. Um, and Aronado, yeah, I mean, he – he pops the ball up a lot in the early going. I I could see him kind of pressing and, you know, flailing at pitches low in the zone or outside the zone. Um, And I think it seems like he's settling in a bit more as of late. He's up to five home runs, 21 RBIs and 29 games overall. That's, you know, that's not the pace that he was on as, as a Rocky, but I think the Cardinals and, and, you know, baseball observers would not have expected him to be the 40 homer, Hundred twenty RBI threat he was in Colorado because mm-hmm. you know St. Louis plays so pitcher friendly. So if he stays on this pace, I mean 20, 21 RBIs in twenty nine games overall is. And I know RBI is not the per, most perfect stat; it's not predictive of anything, but it tells you what happened. Right. Um, and and if he can keep driving in runs, um, they'll be just fine. I don't know if they're the fifth best team in baseball, but right now they're tied. They they climbed into a tie with the Brewers at the top of the National League Central. So. They deserved a little love.
3: Totally. Yeah. They're making some waves, so they definitely deserve uh, deserve some love there. And I think if we're going to swap out the White Sox, might as well just be like uh, your team for my team, I
2: suppose. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that, by the way.
3: <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, I'll, I'll air my grievances in a little bit about that.
0: Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference.
3: Uh, but uh, let's let's go into your biggest risers uh, for the week. So your biggest riser uh, so far, uh, you've got at number seven, uh, you've got the Houston Astros. So last week they were, uh, they were 10th uh, in your rankings. Uh, so one player I want to point out, uh, Christian Javier, um, he's been really fantastic too. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, coming into his last start, he had a 17 inning scoreless streak. Uh, he got the no decision in that start, but, Um, as of then, yes, uh, 1.75 ERA, uh, 0.90 whip, uh, just, yeah, I think he's been probably one of the bright spots. uh.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Houston's won eight of its last 11 games leading into a big three-game series at Yankee Stadium, and that lineup is clicking. Jordan Alvarez has been incredible. He spent a little time on the COVID injured list last week after feeling some side effects, I think, from the second dose of the vaccine. I believe that's the way it was reported, but yeah, picked up right where he left off with a double and a homer on Sunday at Tampa Bay. He's played in 110 Major League games to date and has 31 home runs and 97 RBIs. So, yeah, with Javier and, and Alvarez, um, I, I was expecting the Astros to to start rising a bit. They they kind of had a slow start to the season, had a little bit of a COVID scare with what Bregman, Altuve also getting put on the COVID IL, but they're all back now, and and I think they'll There'll be a contender with the A's and, and the ALS moving forward. And maybe the angels can make a splash too.
3: Your other big riser for the week, you've got the giants at number 10. Uh, they, they're climbing up three spots. So last week you had them at number 13. Uh, so uh, a bright spot uh, for the giants right now. Kevin Gausman has been pretty fantastic on Sunday. He went six innings pitched, gave up one run off one hit, uh, six strikeouts, uh, really uh uh, an ERA, that's nothing to sneeze at at uh, 2.04. Uh, threw 62 of his 95 pitches uh, for strikes.
2: Yeah, the Giants have been due to crack the top 10, the, the best winning percentage in baseball right, right now. I've kind of brought them up slowly in my rankings because I'm not really sold on the overall roster. Uh, Mike Ostremsky landed on the, the 10-day injured list last week with the left oblique strain. It'll be a couple weeks till he's back. Tommy Lastella is Ooh. is going to be put on there. On Tuesday, after he strained his left hamstring in Sunday's series finale against the Padres. So the lineup is getting thinner, and Evan Longoria is cooling off a little bit after his incredible April. Um, but I, I'm, yeah, I mean, that rotation, it's, they've got a combined 2.34 ERA, uh, by far the best mark of any MLB team. Now they travel to Coors Field, so that'll be a test. Um, yeah. We'll see where they are next week. But right now, uh, they, they finally cracked my top 10. Sorry to all the, the Giants fans that have been yelling at me. Um, <laughs> I think it was fair to bring them along slowly because I, I, I still don't really believe in that, in that overall team. And I think they're going to be trading some parts. I think Gossman could be a trade candidate, sorry to say, but we'll see.
3: Yeah, perhaps um, Yeah, Giants fans yelling at you are probably equivocal to Giants fans yelling at me for wearing a Dodgers shirt yesterday. <laughs>
2: <laughs> fair enough.
3: Sorry, sorry'm I'm, I'm a neutral party uh, yeah. But moving on to your other big riser. Uh, you've got the Toronto Blue Jays at number 15 uh, last week they are at they were at 19 so climbing up four spots. Uh, so Vladimir Guerrero Jr. has had two three hit efforts in the past week um, 356 average uh, OPS at 1.14.
2: Yeah, he's finally starting to to really come around and, and round into a superstar in this game, which is awesome. Because he's, he's been a bit of a disappointment, but it's it's easy to forget how how young he is still. Um, yeah, and the, the, the Blue Jays, even with their 5-4 loss to the A's on Monday, they've won seven of their last 10 overall, uh, moving above 500. So they, they get back into the top 15 here. George, <coughs> George Springer finally debuted last week, uh, slugged two home runs in the Jays' extra innings win over the Braves on Saturday. He did not play on Monday due to fatigue which is you know, something to monitor, but it could just be about him missing the majority of April due to those oblique and quad injuries and, and trying to get back into the grind of the baseball season. And Hunjin Ryu uh, did wind up landing on the IL with that glute strain that he suffered last Sunday. Uh, but it sounds like he could return to the rotation as early as this Thursday in Oakland. And then Nate Pearson as well is uh, going to be begin making starts at AAA this week, I believe maybe Tuesday night. Um, as he works through a groin issue. So he could be up in the majors by mid-May. Maybe that rotation turns a corner soon. I I still have some question marks about it, but uh, Blue Jays are definitely looking better as of late.
3: Fantastic. All right, so going to your biggest fallers of the week. This is the part of the podcast where I start crying. Uh, Because at number nine, uh, last week they were at number four. Uh, They have fallen uh, five spots down to number nine uh, are the White Sox. Uh, So uh, some really disheartening news yesterday. uh, Luis Robert is going to be out for uh, the foreseeable future. Um, So some reports are saying that he'll probably be out until at least August uh, with a hip flexor tear. Uh, So... uh, Depth has been an issue uh, for a little while now. Uh, so now the White Sox have Adam Engel out, um, uh, Aloya Menes, and now uh, the center field piece is missing too, and Luis Robert. So the White Sox are going to have to make some sort of trade soon. Um, I have been just way too depressed to look at any viable candidates, but I think someone at the top of my list is maybe uh, Tyrone Taylor from Milwaukee. Uh, he's got a, a 981 OPS in six games. Uh he, so other than that, uh, yeah, uh, Drew, I am sad.
2: Yeah. I mean, you covered everything I was going to talk about there. It's really about the Robert injury is, is why they dropped. That's a big blow already missing Eloy until probably September. Now Robert could be on that same kind of timeline. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe Chris Bryant, maybe, uh, you go run a kidnap kidnapping operation today <laughs> at, at Wrigley and
3: Yes, it'll be like Ocean's 13. Ocean's 14.
2: (laughs) Thank you. Yeah.
3: Starring me. The heist is Chris Bryant.
2: (laughs) But he's been great. I mean, I I think Bryant would be a a great fit there. And it's it seems to me like the Cubs are not going to get very much for him. Um, So maybe if if they're willing to do a a trade like way before the, the deadline, we've seen those in the past. Um, the White sox definitely needs some some outfield help. And it's not really fair to drop them that far, probably because they've won seven of their last ten. But mean that Robert injury is such a big blow. So sorry, White Sox fans,
3: yeah, it definitely doesn't feel like they've won seven out of their last ten. Uh, no. it, it, it it's It's very immediacy uh, where it's just like I, I I can't see the past, nor can I see the future at this point. <laughs> I yeah. But anyway, enough of me being sad um, on the podcast. Let's go to your next baller. Uh, so at number 11, you've got the New York Mets. Last week, they were at number five. So, Drew, what happened to the Mets?
2: Well, Jacob deGrom has still been Jacob deGrom, National League Pitcher of the Month for April with a 0.51 ERA, 59 59- to four K to walk ratio and five starts covering 35 innings uh, leads all major league starters with a 15.2 K per nine. And, and yet the Mets are only tw- two and three when DeGrom takes the mound and they dropped under the 500 mark overall Monday at St. Louis and both hitting coaches were fired right after that one. Uh, head hitting hitting coach Chili Davis and assistant hitting coach Tom Slater. This was like a, a half an hour before the game ended. It, it, it felt a little bit like scapegoating like it but, you know, that's not an unfamiliar thing for any baseball observers. You, you blame it on the hitting coach. Um, Francisco, <laughs> yeah, Francisco Lindor. Yeah. Is
3: firing right there.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it's just, that's, that's I don't know. It's it's kind of, I have mixed opinions on it. But, yeah, Francisco Lindor maybe can shoulder some of the blame. He went 0 for 4 in that loss uh, to the Cardinals on Monday. He's now batting just 163 with a 494 OPS through 103 plate appearances this season. One homer. Zero steals, just kind of confounding how bad he's looked since landing that ten-year, three hundred and forty-one million dollars contract from the Mets just prior to opening day. Harold Reynolds did a really good breakdown of his swing. I think he's clearly pressing. Um, I think he'll be fine in the long run. That that's a long contract, and he's still very young and very talented. Um, but yeah, right now the the Mets are under five hundred, like I said, and and Jacob Degrom goes on Tuesday, so he'll he'll try to stop the bleeding a bit and. Try to avoid other coaches getting fired.
3: I think uh, when uh, DeGromed has become a, a verb that's used throughout social media, that's how you know you need to up the run support a little bit. All right. All right. So moving on to your final faller. At number 17, you've got the Atlanta Braves. Last week they were at number 12. So, Drew, what the heck happened to the Braves?
2: Yeah, I mean, I've, I've tried to keep them in the top 15 as long as possible, but, yeah, had to drop them this week. They'll, they'll carry a four-game losing streak and a min- minus-16 overall run differential into Tuesday night series opener against the Nationals. Ronald Acuna, kind of like the Mets. Ronald Acuna, Jacob DeGrom has been Jacob DeGrom. Ronald Acuna has been Ronald Acuna. He was named National League Player of the Month for April. Incredible stats. Um I, I, the, the pitching has been <laughs> littered with injuries. I guess Max Freed should be back from the injury list on Wednesday. Mike Soroka, hopefully like late May or early June, he was just transferred to the 60-day IL. Freddie Freeman is slumping. I'm not too worried about him long-term. Travis Darnot uh, was a popular fantasy catcher in drafts this spring after a really strong showing in 2020, but he suffered a torn ligament in his left thumb on Saturday. We'll miss at least a couple of months, uh, possibly the majority of what's left of this season. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, I think the Braves will will be better than they've been. Again, it's really early, but not off to a good start, obviously. And I, uh, I think that'll do it for this week's rankings. You got to get to the game. Um, thanks for tuning in. Check out the Power Rankings column. It goes up every Tuesday on NBC Sports Edge. Rankings, observations on all 30 teams. Rate and review the Circling the Bases podcast. Any feedback is welcome, negative, or positive. Follow us on Twitter. I'm at Drew Silve. Janice is at Scuriosa. Peace out.